0: Niners just lost week one to the Bears. I was in the locker room. They looked shell-shocked. There was a lot of whispering, sort of talking into your shirt, that kind of stuff. And uh, it's one of the worst losses I remember covering. This There's no way the Niners should have lost this game. So we really need to be precise with our criticism and start at the top. To me, we got to start with Kyle Shanahan and what he did as a head coach, what he did as a play caller. Um, as a head coach, Kyle Shanahan didn't have his team prepared to play this game, not the full game. They were, they were prepared for the first half. Defense looked good in the first half. Offense looked – run game looked great in the first – Lance looked, the whole team looked really freaking good in the first half, and then halftime started, and then that was it. The whole team came out flat in the second half, and that's on Kyle – It's a symptom of him trying to have his team healthier. The last two years, he's basically had light training camps and light preseasons. Because before then, 2020, 2018, 2019, had a lot of injuries. That being said, 2019, they started 8-0. So they were doing something right. But the last two years, way lighter in preseason. And you see what happens. Last year in Detroit, they were great in the first half. Then they then they almost gave it all up. George Kittle uncharacteristically fumbled a, an onside kick, and the lines are this close. Kittle doesn't fumble, but it was Week One and they weren't prepared. This this game, Debo fumbles right off the bat. The move, offense is go, moving great. The opening script is really clever. Debo gets the ball running uh, down toward the goal line, fumbles. That's not that's so on Debo, but I've been telling you that all off season that he's not quite game shaped yet. So okay. And then, like so the defense completely falls apart. How can you be that good in the first half? They give up sixty-eight yards in the first half. Then the second half, they give up like almost all of that in one play to Don- Dante Pettis. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop yelling. Dante Pettis, revenge game. Talk about the revenge tour. Good job, Dante. Congratulations. So the Niners were not prepared to play. That's on the head coach. They were ready to play about thirty minutes in this game, and unfortunately for them, it was sixty. But there's more. Let's talk about Kyle Shanahan, the play caller. He was doing a good job early on. The run game was great. In the first half, the Niners averaged 6.4 yards per carry. 6.4! So he was in a rhythm, and he was calling those play-action shot plays down the field. He called the the, um, first one. He called three play-action shot plays, one deep pass off. That was not on play-action. I was on third and six. Let me go through all of them. The first one, play-action to Croft, who um, sort of leaks out of the backfield, or, or looks like he's running a shallow cross, then bends it upfield. I forget exactly the route, but he's open. Running up the left sideline for a touchdown. Trey Lance overthrows him. 0 for 1. Should have hit that. A couple drives later, Shanahan comes back with a deep crossing route to, um, I don't know if it was a couple drives later. It might have been the next drive or the same drive. Comes back to a deep crossing route to Ayuk running right to left. Hits that perfectly for a gain of 30-something. Then he comes back to Ray-Ray McLeod. Same play, play action, deep crossing route, right to left. Between three defenders, one of the nicest passes I've seen a a Niners quarterback throw in a long, long time. Perfect dime. Then on third and six, everyone's expecting the slant to Jawan Jennings, right? Well, why don't you run the double move, throw deep to Jennings. Brilliant. Perfect dime. 44 yards. So what happened to those? Where were all those long passes that you called in the first half? You didn't call them in the second half. Lance is good at those. He gets clean reads. He has a strong arm. He's pretty good throwing down the field. But no, Kyle didn't call those. Instead, he started calling lots of slants and throws over the middle. Why? That's where the interception happened. That's where interceptions usually happen. That didn't make any sense to me. So it seemed to me like the Bears coaches made adjustments that worked for them at halftime. Kyle lost Elijah Mitchell in the second quarter. He had all of the rest of the second quarter and halftime to figure out what he wanted to do on offense now that Mitchell was gone. What did he figure out? His first idea was change nothing, just do the same stuff with Jeff Wilson Jr. Well, that didn't work because Jeff Wilson Jr. looked slow. Sluggish. All right, well, figure something else out. Go to a different running back. Didn't do that. Jordan Mason, no carries. Um, Go back to the play action downfield stuff. Didn't do that. So he didn't really make any adjustments. He had a good plan. He couldn't use it anymore when Mitchell got hurt. He had no second plan. Meanwhile, freaking Bears coaches figured out stuff that worked for them. They were getting guys wide open against a good defense. So, um, not Kyle Shanahan's finest hour. He's gonna have to take a lot of the blame on this for himself. He's gonna go have to, he's gonna have to go back and look at his offseason programs and think maybe I should play my guys more. I mean, maybe the offense would have looked better if Trey Lance had thrown more than 16 passes in preseason. I don't know. But this was an embarrassing loss and one of the most embarrassing losses of Kyle Shanahan's tenure as a coach. You have a Super Bowl roster and you collapse in the second half in Chicago to the Bears? You kidding? The Bears beat you, Kyle? That's embarrassing. You're averaging 6.4 yards per carry. You couldn't figure out to get the ball to Jordan Mason? There was no one in your headset that was like, hey, Kyle, you know, those play action uh, deep over routes, we're working. Why don't we call uh, another one? No one said that to you? You forgot? Like, you don't even need to adjust. All you had to do was keep calling the stuff that worked, and you didn't. That's crazy to me. Anyway, so Kyle Shanahan, I gave him an F for this performance. On the goal line, says Jimmy G Colt game. Enough said. Trey will be fine. Or the Jimmy G game in Washington when they scored nine points. Remember that game? They scored nine points in Washington in 2019 and won because – The defense gave up zero points, but the reason the defense gave up zero points is because Jimmy Garoppolo um, inspired them with his leadership. He really gets the credit for that. Nathan Flores says, geez, Jimmy stands went full out on Trey after one game. Didn't know Debo's fumble and defense giving up TDs were on Trey. I like how Trey took responsibility. I need to be better. Jimmy was more. We need to be better. It's yeah, I agree. And like everyone's blame. A lot of uh, Niner fans are blaming Trey for this. Yeah. he, He turned the ball over. What about Debo? Debo had 14 passing uh, receiving yards in a, and a fumble what about him. Is he, is he like above criticism too? I'm going to get to trade in a minute, but I'm not, I'm going to answer some of these questions. Josh Wyatt says on your show, I said they had issues at safety and D line depth. And if they let the bears hang around that Dan was going to break, Josh, you're, you're on fire. This wasn't on Lance. This was an institutional failure to address needs in the off season. Um, yeah, you know, uh, the D line was ferocious in the first quarter got tired. Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw made no impact on this game. None. Armstead, two tackles. Kinlaw, no tackles and a holding penalty. Got to do better. Bosa, great sack in the first quarter. Where were you the rest of the game? Got to do way too invested on the D-line. And then Hafunga, great first half, comes out in the second half thinking he's running lot. Just busting coverages left and right. Like, what are you doing? Do your job. Who do you think you are? That was crazy, man. Gabe says Def- defense and Trey looked bad in the second half, but as the uh, improved running game and flashes improvement, Trey showed were enough to keep me confident. The people calling for Jimmy are freaking clowns. I-, I mean, just what that run game looked like, plus the play action down the field. That's a good offense. They were averaging like six plus yards. That's exactly what I was expecting coming in. Into- that's what the offense should look like. Forget the middle of the field, throw down the field, throw outside the numbers, run the ball all the time. That's enough. And then all of it went out of the all of it went away because Elijah Mitchell got hurt. One one running back gets hurt and the whole offense is is, is gone. Go to Jordan Mason. He'll figure, but that's the thing about Kyle. He'll figure that out tomorrow. He couldn't figure that out at halftime? Really? You couldn't figure that out mid-game? You'll figure it out on Wednesday. I I bet you Jordan Mason's gonna be playing a lot next week. You couldn't figure that out today? Would have been helpful. Ricky Miranda says, I think. Kyle Shanahan peaked as a play caller years ago when he called that deep pass to a wide open pizza oven and hit it. <laughs> that was a dime, though. Definite dime. CT Law says, "Oh, twenty five bucks. Thank you." Shout out Lance, worth twenty bucks. Forty six completion percentage. No crime in tandem quarterback. Jimmy won his first seven games when he arrived. Sad. Next week will be ugly. We face a real team. Kyle has no wins without Jimmy. No wins without Jimmy. Dude, what? You really think Trey was the reason? Can I, look? I'm not Trey's agent. I just want to ask you guys, was Trey Lance the reason they lost this game? Would Jimmy Garoppolo have been the reason they won it? I understand Niner fans want a quarterback who can overcome it all and be the reason they win games. That's what Steve Young would do. That's what Joe Montana would do. That's what Jeff Garcia could do. I submit that Jimmy was never that guy. He was never the reason they won games. He was often the reason they lost games. Trey probably isn't going to be the reason they win games early on. His job is to not be the reason they lose games. And I don't think he was the reason they lost this game. What do you guys think? Suki Pazuki says, Niners didn't lose. They ran out of time. Oh, no, they lost. (laughs) Jason Lutz says, has anyone heard from the defense? They disappeared at halftime. Hope they're safe. side note: Huff looked like Palomala for 30 minutes and a rookie after. I don't understand how he could be that good and then that bad in the same game. That was crazy. David M says if Kyle keeps handing the ball off to Debo eight times a game, he's not making it to week seven. Wasn't that crazy? He said eight carries. If I had asked you over under, do you think Debo's going to have more than three carries in this game? I bet you 90% of you would have said no. That was crazy. And I think Kyle looked at his, those eight carries came fast. I mean, they were, it was all part of the script. And then I think Kyle looked down at his play sheet and was like, damn, I need to, I need to give the ball to Debo now because Mitchell's out. And he's like, I don't want to, I can't. I don't want to give him more than eight carries in this first game. We got to be all in, says Ricky. Trade for Pettis at deadline. Oh, man. Oh, what a day. The one reels on Getsu says defensive penalties and the second half weather conditions were far worse for Trey. Try and dig a team out in those conditions. Well, again, like a lot of these Jimmy Garoppolo fans are just going to be like, well, you know, Jimmy's, they think Jimmy's Tom Brady. So if, if Jimmy, if Trey isn't Aaron Rodgers, then he wasn't good enough to them. Tom Huxley says, losing DJ Jones will bite us in the peach. Yeah, I, I agree. That was not a dominant defensive uh, front today. Everyone, what about DeForest Buckner? He could have helped. Remember remember that guy? He was really good. Brian Lester says, it's crazy all these people don't put into account Trey played on one of the worst fields possible, and in my opinion, puts together a decent performance. Yeah, I, I actually thought he did a lot of stuff that was really nice in this game. People are being really hard on them, and I understand this, these are the Niners, this is the team of Joe Montana and Steve Young, but they're not walking through that door. Joe's in his 60s. I'm I'm pretty certain. Rod Simmons says D gets too much praise. Jimmy Ward personal foul for hit on OBJ NFC Championship game. We would we should have talked self control. Good, it was week one. It will humble them, but I'm pissed. You know, I forgot about that play from Jimmy Ward. That's a good point. And I think you know he'd been thinking about that. That was personal. If you remember, he intercepted Stafford. In the first game against the nine, uh, the Rams at Levi's. And Beckham hit him after the play. And I think Ward wanted to get him back. So good call on that, Rod. Alex says, I blame this loss on Kyle running, one, running back instead of rotating and throws over the middle. Yeah, man, that second half uh, play calling was trash. First half, great. Second half, like, dude, get Jeff Wilson. out, Give someone else a chance, please. And then all those passes over the middle, it's like, all right, well, I know what's going to happen at this point. I could tell you I could tell you the coach says gotta call like I see it Trent is visibly out of shape Debo's fumble was huge oh wow penalties are linked to our inflated ego Trey said all the right things his errors are fixable one last thing start Mason I'm over it man coach I agree with everything you said I don't understand how this team is so unprepared for this season like Trent you said it Debo I've been saying it I mean Kittle couldn't get to week one Kittle couldn't get to week one. Jimmy Ward, who I love. Yeah, this team, I really should have picked them to go six and 10. I feel like, but again, they should pay me to do that. I picked the 2019 Niners to go six and 10. They went to the Super Bowl. They should pay me a million dollars. I'm like, all right, you're going to be five and 12. And then they'll play well. But they didn't pay me a million dollars. And I'm expensive. CT Law says, unbutton your polo, please distract. No, I want to be more like Kyle. I like the way he dresses. Trey got nervous. Hafunga was a beast, and I cleaned up on the Trey prop bets. Hafunga was a beast, huh? Hafunga gave up at least one touchdown. I mean, his mistake was just as, was maybe the most egregious mistake in the game. I'm going to talk about him in a minute. What was the quarterback rating? Please say it for all to hear. 50. 50. Kyle has a one-track mind, says Timothy. Adjustments are not in his bag of tricks. Defense, all gas, halftime break. <laughs> uh, Trey just taking the lumps. We know we're coming. Good call. Uh, Terrence wing says, uh, this, well, hold on. I don't get this. Is- I tell you, granted that Kyle's the problem. No run game in the second half. And was, uh, I don't know. Well, I-, I don't know, Terrence, but I do think that Kyle was the problem today. He had a decent plan. And once Elijah Mitchell got hurt, he had no idea what to do. A few minutes behind Jimmy G would have eaten more mud pies than kindergartners. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been bad. Okay. Let's keep going. Hold on. There's two more. Ricky Miranda, are you doing film review this season? Yes. But I don't think I'm going to do the whole show. I think I'm going to like watch it and then like make clips because that's a little bit more focused. You know, that's the way I look at it. J-Rod says, uh, the whole team sold Loki, uh, just bad game overall. Um, Dustin the Gale says, I'm sorry for ever doubting that guy. I appreciate that you called yourself out on a I'm happy about this surprise performance. Now I'm doubting him again, though. I didn't like what I saw from him in the second half. Their million sports report says Kyle's incompetence and in Niner D melted down like NFC Championship game. Yeah, It's crazy how Kyle can really melt down with a lead. It's crazy. It's what he does. Brian Lester says, I was waiting for a Grant versus Kenlaw 2.0 after he went down early. No, I was really hoping that he was not hurt. I don't want to see him get hurt. I want him to play. Antonio says, Trey scored more points in the rain than Aaron Rodgers. I haven't watched any other game today, but thank you, Giovanni, for letting us know. Giovanni says, Grant, go to Al Beef. Do you think they will cover? I don't know what you're talking about, man. All right, back to the show. Talanoa. Talanoa Hufunga. All right, let's put it like this. He was the best player on the team in the first half. I don't think that's an overstatement. He was everywhere. And it felt like he wasn't doing too much. He was playing his position. The game was coming to him. He was making plays. He had the interception. He had hella tackles. He was at the right place at the right time, constantly in the first half. And I felt like, wow, this guy's going to be a freaking Superstar. Like, this is the next, you know, mid round pick that's going to be great on this team, like Kittle and Warner. And maybe he will be. But then the second half started. And it's like he just decided that he was prime Ronnie Lott and he, you know, had a feeling and he was going to just run around and make plays. It's like the game was getting tight. Elijah Mitchell was hurt. The offense was starting to sputter. And he's like, don't worry, guys. I'm going to be a hero. Who asked you to do that? Just play your position like you did in the first half and things will be fine. But he didn't do that. Instead, he's playing the deep middle of the field. Play gets extended. He gets a feeling that the ball's going over to his right in front of him when actually Fields is throwing deep down the, to the other side to Talanoa's left to Dante Pettis, who's wide open. That's egregious. I And that's the thing. Like, he's not... I don't think he's good enough to give up... No one's good enough to give up plays like that. He can't just be the kind of guy who's gambling all over the field. And sometimes it pays off and sometimes it doesn't. I'd rather have a freaking vanilla B- Jaquaski Tart who just plays his position and never makes any plays but doesn't give up big ones. So that was disconcerting. I hope the Niners coach him hard this week and be like, what all the things you did in the second half, don't ever do them again. First half, do all that. If you do the first half for two halves every week, you'll be a Hall of Famer. If you do the second half for two halves, every week, we'll have to bench you. And if you do a mixed bag, then I don't know what to say. But Noah, in a lot of ways, was the turning point in this game. Like, if he had just not given up that long catch to Dante Pettis, that was a quarter, that was a quarter of the Bears' yards in the game. That one play where Talanoa Hafunga had a feeling and just gave up like a J... You never see plays like that in the NFL. I was in the press box like, oh my God, Dante Pettis, Dante Pettis, Dante being wide open, Dante, Dante. And then he it's like, that's JV football. Can't happen. So yeah, that was the turning point in the game. The the Niners, like the, the Bears could do nothing on their own on offense. The Bears offense was... The Niners commit a fifteen-yard penalty, or Talanoa Funga runs in the wrong direction, and someone's wide open. That was the Bears' offense today. It's not. It's like the Niners gave up nineteen points. Like that's not a lot. And you could be like, well, you know, the, the, the offense scored ten points. How are you going to blame the defense? It was the Bears. The Bears couldn't do anything on offense, and the Niners were like giving them po- yards. Oh, here's fifteen free. Here's fifty-one and a touchdown. Take it. That was crazy. All right, well, let's talk about Trey Lance now. I, I made you wait 20 minutes on purpose before talking about Trey Lance. All right, so I mentioned this earlier. I'll bring it up again. With Trey Lance, Niner fans, and especially Jimmy Garoppolo fans, are going to hound him if he loses because they're going to say, I don't care. He should be the reason they win. Oh, there was adversity? He should overcome it. That's why they gave up three first-round picks for him. That's why they anointed him over uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. That's unfair. One day, he's going to be held to that standard because of the draft picks, but not yet. He's 22. His job this year, the Niners have said it, I've said it, is don't be the reason they lose the game. I don't think he was the reason they lost this game. He threw the interception. That wasn't good. Debo Samuel turned the ball over. They both turned the ball over. Frankly, Trey Lance lost, didn't have George Kittle... Or Elijah Mitchell, he was the leading rusher on the team. They lost the game because Kyle Shanahan had no adjustment when they lost Mitchell. And the defense didn't show up for the second half. The team physically wasn't prepared to play a a 60-minute game. Uh, I can't blame Trey for this one. Also, it was a monsoon. By the time the fourth quarter started, you couldn't throw the ball anymore. Um, But I want to focus on... So I, I feel like I'm making excuses for Trey Lance. I'm just explaining why I thought why I was incur- I was encouraged by his performance. I was encouraged by his performance again when Elijah Mitchell was healthy in the first half. This running game was unstoppable. They're averaging 6.4 yards per carry. You could win doing that. But Mitchell went down. Kyle couldn't figure out a running back to replace him. Should have been Mason. Offense fell apart. But when they had the run game going, I feel like over and over, Lance was doing things that you'd be like, oh well, Jimmy can't do that. Oh, that was beautiful. I haven't seen a quarterback in the Niners do that in years. Over and over. And I'll go through it. I mean, he ran for four first downs in this game. And not just like fourth and one quarterback sneaks. Third and two. Run for a first down. First and 10. Oh, this is the first drive. First and 10 from the 47. He hits Brandon Ayuk for 31 yards. That was a beautiful throw. That was his... Second throw of the game. It was his first downfield throw of the game, actually, because his first throw was a little pop pass to Debo. His first throw past the line of scrimmage was a 31-yard gain to IU. Beautiful. What was the next play? Debo fumbled. In the the red zone. Took three points off the board, theoretically. So who's really at fault for this loss? Okay, next drive. The deep throw to Croft. Should have hit that. So now he's one for two on deep throws. Okay. You're not going to be hundred percent on deep throws. Should have hit that. Absolutely. Should have hit that. Then he gets sacked in uh field goal range. Maybe he could have avoided it, but Mike McGlinchey. Oh my God. Two drives later. Hits Ray Ray McLeod for 20 yards on second and four. Another freaking dime. One of the nicest throws I've seen a Niners quarterback throw in a long time between three defenders. Jimmy couldn't have done that. Then two drives later, one drive later, one drive later, hits Brandon Ayuk on third and three. Ayuk runs an out route, 14-yard gain. It's a freaking dime. They call offensive pass interference. I thought it was a ticky-tack call, but it really has nothing to do with Lance. It was a perfect throw and read from Lance, but it doesn't count. Next play, third and 13, quarterback draw, gets gets, uh, the yardage, and he gets hit. About nine yards downfield, powers forward for the extra four. That's clutch. I mean, another play. Not only would Jimmy not be able to do it, they wouldn't even call it for Jimmy. Haven't seen a quarterback on the Niners be able to do that since Kaepernick. Then you got third and six in the third quarter, the 44-yard throw to Jawan Jennings on third. That's perfect. Again, deep outside the numbers where you want him throwing the ball, right? Third and two, quarterback power. Three yards, first down, same drive. Then it starts getting really weird. Okay, so uh, Pettis scores the touchdown. They're up 10-7 at this point. Uh, Running game's not working. Mitchell's out. All of a sudden, Kyle starts calling passes over the middle. And this is what doomed Kyle. Trey hit the first one. Third and five, he has Juwan Jennings over the middle for seven. Kyle's thinking, okay, we can... I can go back to what I'm comfortable with, these slants and stuff. So then next time, in the fourth quarter, Trey Lance goes over the middle again on third and 10, hits Dwelly for 11, two for two. Kyle's getting a false sense of security. Don't do it, Kyle. Stop calling passes over the middle. But no. Three plays later, third and five. Calls that slant to whoever intercepted. That wasn't good. But I told you before the season, Kyle's job is to not call hella passes over the middle for Trey. Between all the different ways they can run the ball and throw it down the field off play action outside the numbers, no need to force passes over the middle. What does Kyle do? Force passes over the middle in the second half. Gets picked. So, yeah, Trey can't throw that. That was on Trey. You know, you got got to recognize the cover one, the robber, and and not lead him to the slant with your eyes. Still, Kyle, why? Why did you call that? So many things. Third and five? Why don't you throw deep to Juwan Jennings? Why don't you you run the ball with with, with Lance? Why don't you call a play action deep over anything that's worked? A slant? Oh, that was a bad call. Bad call. So um, that's Trey's limitations. But then on the next drive, he picks up another first down on third and two with his legs. Uh, Second and two with his legs. So many examples of things he can do that Jimmy can't. So many ways that you can see this offense is going to be better with him. All they really need is Elijah Mitchell or a running back they trust, who's good. And the offense works. Because let me just remind you this. People are getting upset. In the first half, this is what their offense looked like. Mitchell, six carries, 6.8 yards per attempt. Samuel, six carries, 6.7 yards per attempt. Lance, three carries, seven yards per attempt. Ayuk, one carry, seven yards per attempt. Jeff Wilson, two carries, six yards, uh, six, two carries, six. Three yards per attempt. So it worked. Everyone was going crazy except Wilson, who still doesn't look. I was I like Jeff Wilson. I was hoping he would bounce back. Doesn't look like he has yet. Um if they could just get a decent replacement for Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason, Jordan Mason, this offense is gonna be really hard to stop. Just the run game. And if Tallinnohofunga can just play his position, this team's gonna win. They outgained Chicago by 127 yards and lost by nine. So, again, I come back to Trey. I think what he did in this game was mostly encouraging. He can't force passes over the middle. And Kyle Shanahan needs to stop calling passes over the middle for him. Why? Get back to throwing the play action deep cross. The the throw to Ayuk and the throw to Ray Ray were two of the – it was like they're breathtaking. Doves came out and flew in the air. Time stopped. It was amazing. I cried. One single tear ran down my face when I saw those throws. It was amazing. And the people, some people were like, no, he won't me back. So he can get out of here. Jimmy would have thrown a bunch of passes over the middle, gotten picked too. I was encouraged. I gave him a B. Am I an easy grader? Maybe. I was encouraged. Let's talk about Debo Samuel, though. Debo Samuel was a good running back in this game other than the fumble. He averaged. I mean, he he got like 50 yards. He was, he ran hard, couldn't quite pull away. But good running back in this game, other than the fumble. Got the touchdown. Disconcerting the Niners had to give him eight carries week one. The whole idea was to like draft a running back in round three and not have to use him anyway. Also, Ty Davis Price inactive. Two years in a row, the running back you took in round three isn't even actively. That's not good. But back to Debo. Hell of a running back. What about that wide receiver stuff, though? He was an all-pro wide receiver last year. He didn't look like an all-pro wide receiver today. Today, he looked like a, a bad wide receiver. The third best wide receiver in the team he looked like today. He had two catches and two drops today. What is that? I don't know. I, I, I feel like the signs were there. He had a very strange off season. He did post some workouts, but it was like a lot of like him and his friends going to the club, holding up stacks of cash to their face, being like, you know, who's there? You know, that, that, that meme where you're talking, it's, a, it's like, it's a phone, but it's really cash. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. That's great. Um, but are you going to be in that tip top shape like you were last year? Like Nick Bosa is every year? No, not really. And what's funny, like, he's got an ego. I mean, every player does. But if this is how he's going to be playing, how quickly is he going to bail on Trey if he's getting two two catches a game? I don't know. That being said, let's try to be positive here. What we learned is that there are certain things Trey Lance does very well, it's particularly the play-action passes where the wide receiver starts up on starts on one side of the formation and runs deep across to the other side. Lance throws that with touch, uh, tr- you know, accuracy, ball placement, throws it, leading the guy down the field. Debo can run that route. Why don't you give him a chance on that as opposed to just a bunch of screens and that's it. Today, like, well, how do they use him in the passing game today? Screens, some stuff over the middle, which they shouldn't be doing, and he was a running back. That's not enough. And that's why I was, I mean, I was kind of talking about this during training camp. Like, Debo's having an awful training camp. Him and Trey Lance aren't on the same page. They haven't figured out how to connect. Jimmy and Debo connected great last year because Jimmy just wanted to throw two or three routes over the middle and Debo could run them. Now, you don't call those for Trey. It's not what you want to call for Trey. You want to get him all kind of stuff toward the sideline down the field. Debo can do stuff like that, but like, You weren't here. So I don't know. It's on Kyle to use uh, Debo like that. But frankly, I I don't know. I you can right-right look good on that stuff too. Kyle can do a better job getting Debo the ball. Debo can do a better job holding on to it. Two drops and a fumble? Nah. That's not Pro Bowl stuff. That's an extension of the offseason you just had, which was a bad offseason. This was a bad game for Debo. Of the people who were responsible for the loss, he was up there. His turnover in the red zone was backbreaker. Not a backbreaker, but it was crucial in retrospect. That was a great opportunity to score. First drive of the game, just had a 31 yard completion, just rolling. Early, easy opportunity to just seize momentum and never give it back turnover. On the road. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep talking about Debo until he turns it around. He's so much better than this. And it, but I don't like it when a player does this right after getting paid. Come on, man. Have some pride. Don't be that guy who gets paid and, you know, has a down year. Nah, man. Just have, a, have be Jerry Rice. Be the guy with the standard who's just always good. That's what we thought you were. That wasn't it today. I'm not gonna make excuses for the Niners, but I do want to point out how important injuries are and why it's really silly to try to predict win-loss records when the schedule comes out. You don't know who's going to be healthy. And today, the Niners had three crucial players hurt. Kittle, Ward, Jimmy Ward, and eventually Elijah Mitchell. If those three had played, the Niners win. But you know what? It's football. You guys are going to miss time. What's interesting is, even without Kittle and Ward, I think the Niners would have won this game if Mitchell had played the entire time. That just shows you how important he is. And last year, like, he saved the team last year in a lot of ways. Mostert went down week, not just week one, carry number two of his season. He went down. Trey Sermon was a bust. What else were they going to do at running back? If if Elijah Mitchell didn't, Jermichael Hasty was going to carry him? If Elijah Mitchell didn't exist last year, this team would have missed the playoffs. Kyle Shanahan wouldn't got fired. I mean, it would have been all bad. He was great. They ran him into the ground. He got hurt like 11 times, kept coming back, played with broken ribs, kept him afloat, never fumbled. Averaged 4.7 yards. He was was an excellent player. This offseason, hurt most of the time, comes to this game, looks great, doesn't make it to halftime. And then after that, the whole nine, what the, what the, the Niners' identity fell apart. The Niners' identity was playing good defense and controlling the game with their running game. Couldn't do that anymore. All of a sudden, Kyle looks like oh, uh, 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 short passing game. No, 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 <laughs> no. That's what happened. Elijah Mitchell is that important. He was looking good too, real explosive. That's a big one. And I want to say I saw him walking out of the locker room. Ooh, he had like if you told me he broke his leg, I would have been like, I can see that. Like he had one of those um, braces on his knee that's like starts at his ankle and goes all the way up to his hip. And he was really, really limping. He didn't have—he didn't have uh, crutches, and I have no idea how to interpret that. But it just looked like bad. It wasn't a sleeve. He was in like a whole thing. So I don't—I mean, based on that, I probably wouldn't expect him to play next week. And I don't think Kittle's going to play next week either. So all of a sudden, the Niners are in crisis mode, to a degree, because Kyle had no answers in the second half without Mitchell. He got to figure something out. That works on offense. Throw out the second half, and I do have a suggestion. But Kyle has to figure it out first. I can't be doing all of his work for him. If he like, if if he had my number, he could text me at halftime and say, Grant, what should I do? But he's not my number. He could ask me. I'm available. I have ideas. I post my thoughts on YouTube. But no, you're on your own. This injury to Elijah Mitchell is crucial. Passing without Kittle's tough. Running without Mitchell, real tough because you can't give the ball to Debo the whole 20 times. Can't do that. And Jeff Wilson Jr. isn't back. And Ty Davis Price was inactive today. So what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? It just like they have a huge conundrum on their hands. Once Mitchell comes back, Kittle comes back, they can be the dominant juggernaut team that they envision themselves and win the way they envision themselves winning. Now they got to find some way different to win, some way unexpected. So that's my analysis of injuries. You learned something there, right? Um, okay, hold on. I'm going to catch up with all the comments I missed, and then I'm going to finish it off with my last topic. The coach says it literally is the running backs, Grant. Pay attention. As soon as we lost, most we struggled. We bounced back once Debo helped Elijah. 22, we lost Elijah. Now it's back on Debo. Time for Mason to step up. It's a must. I agree with you on that. And I want to give Mitchell credit, though. We were so focused on Debo last year. Mitchell was really good last year. And if Mitchell misses an extended period of time this year, then the Niners have to find someone who's as good as him. And it's not Wilson. And it can't be Debo. I think Mitchell's very important. Just for volume? He's not as explosive as Debo, but he gives you volume. If Mitchell had 18 carries in this game, they win. So I, I think we're agreeing. Uh, hold on. This is gonna take me a minute to scroll and, and find them all, but it's worth it because you guys paid. Please tell Flav that Jimmy will not play unless Trey gets hurt. Coach said this is Trey's team. Play the kid says Greg. Yeah, but the the complication is the locker room. How do they feel? But I agree. It's Kyle's team. Uh, be a leader, Kyle. Don't bend to the to the will of your veterans. Be be the be the coach. Flav says Trey had some nice throws in the first half, some great runs. But question is, can he win games and play well at the end? Jimmy could. Trey needs to also. We'll see if he can figure it out soon. Hey, fair enough, Flav. I would like to ask you, um, do you think Jimmy would have won this game? Because I do not. No Mitchell, no Kittle, no win. That's the way I look at it. But I think you probably disagree. And I think if you disagree, you're probably wrong because I'm always right. Josh Wyatt says, the stuff you're talking about wouldn't matter if that O-line wasn't actually worse than advertised. How do they turn this around? Is this a gap year? Again, I thought the offense was really looking good not elite, but good in the first half with Mitchell. They lose Mitchell. Kyle loses his mind. That's the way I look at it. So that being said, McGlinchy, oh my God. Oh, Hafunga oh. played like a Pro Bowl caliber player. And then he lost his mind in the second half. Yes, I agree. Do the first half thing again. 9.99 from, hold on. Here we go. David says they want Jimmy. Josh Allen had 12 interceptions, 10 TDs as a rookie, but now look at him. I know. You got you to gotta give the talented guy a chance. Because Jimmy had five years, and he proved that he's not talented. Uh, Mario says, I think Trey was good. I think Kyle gets lost in his own plays. He's opened up the f- uh, field more and more bootleg pass plays. He just lost his mind after he lost Mitchell. It's like, I can't run the ball. What do I do? Oh, we'll do nothing. That's my idea. We'll just th- call a bunch of quick passes over the middle. That's That works for Jimmy. Okay, well, that's not going to work today, Kyle. It's raining, and your quarterback's trade out. Digital Drew says, My worry, Kyle's history of finding a horse and riding it into the ground. Triple option, QB power runs. Oh no. This is why they signed Jimmy G. Peter King might end up uh right, but due to injury. Um, well, yeah, I, I hope the guy they don't ride into the ground is Trey Lance. That would be bad. And today they did. What, 13 carries? So yeah, don't do that anymore. Quinn Howard says I could have sworn Niners were a power run team. Yeah, with Mitchell. It would be pet it would be pettus of all people to hand us an L. Glory. I know this, it seemed like there was some sort of kind of like poetic justice that just happened that we don't, we don't know what happened between Pez and the Niners, but some, somehow seemed like the Niners deserve that. I don't know. Todd 99 says, hoping Bobby T calls Kyle and says, what are you thinking? Play the kid Jordan Mason season. Yeah, that's where I'm going next. Uh, Flave says, Trey three for 18 with bad interception in the fourth. Trey three for 18 with bad interception in the fourth. Ben say, what are you talking about? He wasn't three for 18. Um, been saying going to take him a really long time to learn how to win games in the fourth, still never let a game-winning drive in his life. Uh, better figure it out fast. Um yeah, but they wouldn't have had to look. There was no way they were gonna lead the uh, he was gonna pass for a victory in the fourth quarter. Did you see how how hard it was raining in the fourth quarter? It was never gonna happen. They lost that game in the third quarter when Kyle stopped when Kyle didn't use Jordan Mason and when Talanoa Hufunga started getting feelings and uh, freelancing, that's when they lost that game. They should, they would have won that game with Mitchell. That's what I'm saying. Hold on. James says they didn't call enough plays for Ayuk. Yeah. The run play, uh, the first play of the game was for Ayuk and it gained seven yards. Never went back to it again. Something works. Call it twice. That always kills me when, when geniuses in the NFL find something that works and don't go back to it. Like, man, you're so smart. You had to go to all those other plays that didn't work because you're so smart. You couldn't figure out, like, oh, I'll try it twice. Dress it up, do it a little differently. Dress it up, make it real for me. Julio says after Greenlaw's face mask penalty, Bears score. It was already fourth down, and that resulted in a first. Yo, Kyle's beating uh, Kyle again. Grant called it. That one that Greenlaw had, I mean, the Bears were capitulating. They ran on third and four, gained no yards, got hit in the backfield. Automatic first down on a face mask. Like, yo, oh yeah, you you deserve to lose the game if you're going to play that sloppily. Are all these hits on Trey sustainable? No, says Dustin Gill. No, absolutely not. Once, again, this was so much like the Arizona game last year. Mitchell only had nine carries in that game. Wasn't 100%. Mitchell had six carries in this game. What does Kyle do? Uh, uh, tr- we're going to run, the run game's going to go through Trey. Like, no, N- no. You got Jordan Mason on the bench. Why, why did you make him after? For the, why was he active for the game? Special teams? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Michael Hamilton says, Kyle's offense don't score points consistently. At some point, we must look at Kyle. Second half against Pat's Chiefs. Rams and today highlight this issue. Agree. He's better at getting yards and points. Again, they they outgained Chicago by 127 yards and lost by nine. Kyle's done that so many times. He, he's had games in the past where he outgained an opponent by 200 yards and lose. Glory says Niners need to make a move for a speedy running back ASAP. Yeah, because Jeff Wilson didn't look like he had it. Skittles playing sideline football with Jimmy G just like last year. Mm, That's factual. Uh, Haha says, at the onset of the broadcast, Moose said you cannot put Trey in a position where he has to win this game. That's true at this point. Yeah, the same is true for Jimmy. It's too bad the Niners don't have a quarterback who can win the game for you, and they would have if they had Tom Brady, but they passed on that. Now they have to choose between two imperfect quarterbacks. And I know that they made the right choice. Dustin the Gale says thoughts on Dre Greenloft face mask call bad call. Didn't see it. He pretty much said he did it. He said he touched the face mask. Didn't grab it. tried to uh, take his hand away quickly. You called it on Huff Grant. Um, I don't want to be right about Huff. I hope he he, he was really good in the first half. I hope he just cleans it up, figures it out and does that all the time. You wild for asking about the fumble. Why why wouldn't I? he laughed Like he was above being uh, asked about. A fumble and then people in the room act like they were gonna ask it like dude what happened on the fumble that was a huge play in the game and you're Debo Samuel you don't fumble and he laughed like wow why should I have to answer that question well because you fumbled Debo and you had a horrific offseason and you requested a trade and then you did that today nice I'm just saying man you got to be accountable Got to be accountable. Everyone is accountable. Jimmy fans. I'm like, Trey, Trey Lance stood up there and said, I did this wrong. I did this wrong. I did this wrong. Debo Samuel went out there, smiled, and got one question about his fumble and was like, <laughs> sorry, dude. Victory Jones says, Jimmy fans only blame Trey, nothing else. Yeah, it's kind of a lame uh, act. PSA for the clueless fans. This isn't Trey's fault, says Kyler. Man, I'm way late. It's like a half hour ago. Um, Dante Pettis was the best receiver in that game. No, Jawan Jennings. Pettis didn't actually beat anyone's coverage. 10-point leads are Kyle's Achilles heel. That's funny. That's funny. Jonathan says, Brittle Kittle, help me make it trending. Nah, I'll get in trouble. You do it. Uh, Okay, hold on. There's a couple more, and then I'll get back to my final topic. I've been waiting all day to talk about Jordan Mason. It's nice being right about him. Seth Harvey says, all NFC West losing people overreacting week one. It's true, the Niners are still in first place, right? Kyle cannot hold another 10-point lead. It's like, if it, I think next time he's about to get a 10-point lead, they should just go for two. Make it 11. Because if you don't get two, then it's nine. Ten is his unlucky number. Oh, my God. Ten is his unlucky number. Jimmy Garoppolo? RG3? Oh, my God. We just figured it out. There's some voodoo hex on Kyle with the number 10. He has to avoid number ten at all at all costs. Wow, interesting. Well, we just figured it out. Eleven point leads never kick the field goal. Always go for two. Man, I feel this is this is what quality controls does. Is this Kyle's fault for not playing Trey last year? How about it's Kyle's fault for not playing Trey in the preseason? Sixteen throws. He kept trying to say, oh, I'm following the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes model. Go back and look at how many throws Patrick Mahomes got right before he became the starter in his second year. It was like 45 in that preseason. But that was five years ago. It was a whole different time back then. Four years ago. I just feel like two years in a row, this team tapped out at halftime. Week one. That's not good. That's on the head coach. Get you guys prepared. Flav says... Three for 18 with zero points in the second half versus the worst team in the league. Yes, I think Jimmy would have won. We'll see if Locker Room does too in a few weeks. Hmm. No, I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have. No. With no Kittle, no Elijah Mitchell, Jimmy, they wouldn't wouldn't have moved the ball. I don't think they would have. Especially with Debo playing the way he was and the pass protection the way he was. And the way it was raining in the second half, No, I don't think they would have won with Jimmy in that one, man. But I guess we'll never know. Thanks for for more money. Appreciate that. Uh, Karan says, CH, 35% press rate, never blitz, equals quick passes. I'm not smart enough to figure out what you're talking about. Chicago, 35% press rate, never blitz, equals quick passes. I don't know. I don't know what you mean. Steven Pryor says, honestly, I thought the O-line did pretty well considering both guards made their debut. Seems like a squad that can be built on. Yeah, the run game was working. Kyler V says, impressive plays from Jennings after a rough training camp. Seems like he is a gamer. I agree. Seems like Kyle trusts him too. Quinn Howard says, hate to mini Vanilli, but blame it on the rain. Let's see how Trey play, play performs in normal conditions next week. Um, I thought both quarterbacks were good and Trey was better. I mean, Justin Fields ran around a lot and made some plays, but he threw to a couple guys who were wide freaking open. Trey had some dimes in between defenders. Donald Johnson says that interception that Trey threw was where Kyle wanted him to go. Look at the safety, look the safety off and drill Jennings. Trey was the best player on offense. Tell me I'm that's what I said. Like Kyle wanted that throw. He called two consecutive third down throws over the middle, one to Jennings, one to Dwelly, and um he needs to knock that off dude don't do that stop throwing over the middle i'm holding you accountable kyle you gotta knock that off either you're forcing it or trey's forcing it and the fact that jimmy forced it over the middle then trey did it in the fourth quarter and all your quarterbacks ever do i'm thinking it's probably on you man stop call the stuff outside the numbers indeed um okay last one that i'm then i'm talking jordan mason This game reminded me so much of the Colts game last year. This loss is not on Trey, though. You'd have to be blind to think that. It reminded me of the game in Washington from two years ago when they scored nine points. Difference was the defense gave up zero points in that game. Okay, Jordan Mason. Here, I want to end this on a positive. What's encouraging about this loss is how effective everything was in the first half, the defense, the offense. The defense will eventually get to be playing full 60-minute games. That's an elite defense. They showed it in the first half. They'll get there. Maybe by next week. If Mitchell's healthy, they'll have an elite running game too. But he may not be healthy. I, I told you what he looked like coming out of the training, uh, out of the locker room. It didn't look good. Big, big brace on his on his knee. Then you had Jeff Wilson Jr. Didn't look good. Had no snap in his legs. If the Niners don't have someone who can Fill in for Mitchell for a while. They're in trouble. Fortunately, they do. They have Jordan Mason. And you saw him in preseason. I saw him in preseason. I think he might be. I don't know if he's better than Elijah Mitchell because Elijah Mitchell is really good and he's fast. And Mason isn't as fast, but he's better than Jeff Wilson. He's better than Ty Davis Price. And I think with Debo and Iuke and, and Lance on the field, Mason will be another guy who averages more than five yards a carry. I mean, I don't understand how, with all the schematic advantages the Niners have on offense, Jeff Wilson Jr. only averaged two yards a carry. How? He must be not 100% when everyone else was averaging over six yards a carry, except for him. So I think Jordan Mason is young, fresh, healthy. And given just how good the blocking, the, the run blocking is, the scheme is, he could keep this. He could keep this team afloat. He could take it to another level. Because if they just have a running back who's good and that can run the ball 20 times a game, hard to beat this team. As soon as they lose that guy, hard for them to win. And I th- we always overlook running backs because it's not a glamorous position. It's seen it as like uh, replaceable in a dime a dozen. But in 2020, Mostert was hurt. A lot of the time. So was Jimmy. But who was really more important on this team? Mostert or Jimmy? Really? Obviously, Mostert. Too bad they didn't keep Mostert. He might have helped. But yo, you know what? They have Jordan Mason. And I think Jordan Mason, I don't mean to get ahead of myself here, but I do think he's the kind of guy who could lead this team in rushing this season, carry the ball 15 to 20 times a game, and be rock solid and reliable. And if that's what he is and the Niners are fine, they'll beat the Seahawks. If Mitchell's hurt but Mason's good and they feature him, they'll beat the Seahawks. If I'm totally wrong about Mason and he's a mirage and he's not good either, the Niners have a huge problem. They're built to run the ball and they don't have a healthy running back who can dominate right now unless it's Mason. I think it's going to be Mason. I think Mason's the truth. That's why I am I'm, I'm I picked the Niners to win the Super Bowl. I'm not backing off that. They're not ready week one. That's on Kyle. They got some troubling injuries already, but they got a young savior coming through, Jordan Mason. I'm excited. I already bought his jersey. Just kidding. Or am I? Anyway, go watch Jordan Mason highlights. That'll make you feel better about this game, this loss. Just the fact that there's someone that Kyle Shanahan didn't think of that's going to come in and play better next week. Unless I'm tripping and all of a sudden it's tied at his price. No, because if Mitchell's hurt, then it's going to be, I don't know. They'll both be active but I want to see Mason play. Steven Pryor says, it was very interesting that Danny Gray wasn't on the field once. Even if Trey doesn't pull the trigger because of rain, force that awful defense to cover. He was inactive because of special teams. Another strange decision. Yeah, like put him on, why did you draft him in the third round? And it's like, oh, he doesn't play special teams, I can't play him. Like what? He does one thing, run deep. And now you don't like him because he's not versatile enough? What are you talking, again, one more thing, Brock Purdy. Does he really need to be on this team? If they cut Brock Purdy tomorrow, would some team pick him up? I submit that they would not. He was Mr. Irrelevant. Every team in the league had a chance to draft Brock Purdy, and they were like, nah, we're good. The Niners drafted him. He had a decent offseason. He had a solid uh, uh, preseason. Nothing spectacular. And the Niners kept him and cut a former third-round pick running back. Not that he's great, but, like, why is Purdy on this team? He wasn't active in this game. He might as well be on the practice squad. I, that 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 one escapes me. I don't think Perry needs to be here. I think someone else could be on this team. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Now I'm going to go out to dinner, take a shower, enjoy my last night in Chicago, and then jump on a really, really early flight out of here tomorrow and then do a show with uh, Larry Kruger. So I'll see you guys in the morning. Enjoy your night. Season isn't over. And I gave Kyle all the answers to how to fix the problems and get back on the right track. So you're welcome.